What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to the 12.40 a.m. edition of the pay-per-view point post-show of the ROH Supercard of Honor 2023 event and the follow-up for the WWE Hall of Fame 2023 ceremony. I am your host as always, Tony Mango. Joining me as always is Robert E. Felice. Howdy, Tony. How you doing tonight? Tired. <laughs> About you. I'm... You know what? I'm more awake right now than at any point in this night. So oh, I'm not sleepy. I'm just tired. I, I, yeah. I mean, I hear that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how often do you ever hear of me being sleepy to begin with? Never, never. You don't <laughs> sleep, you sick person. <laughs> yeah. Sick in more than one way. Uh, so yeah, we are breaking down at quarter of one in the morning, both the ROH event and the Hall of Fame. We were expecting to be starting this an hour and a half ago, maybe even more, but the way that things panned out, of course, this kept getting pushed further and further along throughout the night. Everything went longer than it was supposed to in our minds go, and that's why we didn't end up doing a live watch along of anything. That's why we didn't have a Supercard of Honor thing coming up during the Hall of Fame, because I was like, at this point, you know, I think we're going to just kind of wait until everything's done, so... We might speed through some things here just because we got to get up in a couple more hours and start doing this for, you know, the next set oh, of things. Oh, 12 hours. Next takeover is on. I mean, 12 hours to me means I'm probably still not going to bed until around 8 in the morning and waking up around 10. So That's um, not healthy. No, that's not. <laughs> but as we go along here, remember how we normally do things here. If you're enjoying it, hit the like button. If you want to leave a comment below, go ahead and do that. And tell us your thoughts on whether it's what you agree with or you disagree with, whatever it is. If you are listening live for this, hit up the chat room that we got going on here on YouTube. Whatever it is that you're listening to this on, if it's a like or a follow or something along those lines, make sure you are, of course, doing everything else that we normally would do here. Very, very quickly, going to plug some of that stuff, like the Smart Madness tournament that's going on, where you vote on the best wrestling family dynasty of all time. We got the Dusty Rhodes Funko Pop giveaway, as sponsored by Fun.com, on the road to WrestleMania contest. So get those entry points in there for that. Make sure you are staying tuned to the things we're you know, going to be talking about later on with the other things coming up. But let's just start diving into this. You know, do you want to go with the Hall of Fame first? Or do you want to go with Supercard? Um, Hall of Fame is more fresh in my mind. All right. So then let's switch over and talk about what just ended about know, three minutes ago or something, <laughs> whatever it was. It's been about a good 10 minutes at this point. But yeah, 10 minutes. Uh, my perception of time is so off. I actually uh, earlier today, I said to my wife, I was like, you know, like, oh, you know, maybe we should just like, uh, you know, do some leftovers tomorrow and then we can order pizza on. And then I was like, Friday. No, wait, the day after tomorrow, March. And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that goes to show how, how my your brain's working. She was kind enough to tell me, she said, uh, drink some water and eat your veggies during this weekend. And <laughs> I, yeah, I think personal health matters, Tony, and I need you to see that. <laughs> <laughs> please like <laughs> well the hall of fame is what we're talking about here rather than my health i can ignore that for a little bit <laughs> i see the marcos in the chat here and he's also telling me to sleep <laughs> it's a dangerous thing that uh that everybody knows these things right um so <laughs> what's up marco tell us your thoughts on what you uh watched tonight did you watch both did you watch one or the other um you know hit us up hall of fame let's get into some of the stuff here uh the hall of fame people that we were supposed to be inducting of course we didn't get any any um, more surprises or anything just ended up being the group that had been announced very very quickly ahead of time when they kind of rushed things the last minute here for this week it was like hey two days ago we find out about this person and whatever so we started off with the um, like the red carpet type thing. I audibly sighed when I had heard, welcome to the kickoff. I was like, oh my God, the kickoff? <laughs> the kickoff is starting at 10. <laughs> Jeez, like, you know. But obviously, you know, when push comes to show, we're going to look back and be like, I'm glad that they did more of this kind of stuff. Um, we had the first inductee was Stacey Keebler. She was inducted by Mick Foley and Tori Wilson. I'm still kind of confused about the Mick Foley part of it. He even said, like, I don't know why she made me be half of this, but 
We don't yeah. normally have two people doing right, that. I can really explain this very quickly. McFully shared on stories on his podcast and apparently wrote some very nice things about Stacy in some of his books. They had a very close friendship during their overlapping time in the company together. And I think it's just one of those things, Tony, where when we're you not meet privy someone, to it. Like, but when you meet someone mm. in a business like wrestling and Mick Foley is there, <laughs> he stands out as someone you want to get to know and form a relationship with. And I think that they formed a very close relationship that they were probably able to keep and nurture away from the camera. I mean, he did say that like they hadn't seen each other in like 15 years or so, but obviously you could tell that there was reverence in his voice and she thanked him as well. Um, I really liked Tori's speech a lot and I really liked Stacy's as well. I thought they were, they had a lot of poise, what they were saying was great. Overall, like, (laughs) yeah, like very well spoken. I've been flubbing all over the podcast tonight, but like they really did good jobs. Among the best Hall of Fame speeches that I can remember as far as just like straightforward, great content, you know? You love to see it. And Stacy seems so genuinely grateful. And it's hard, right? Because Stacy, she's not Trish. Like, she's not known for her matches. You can't, you know... You can't recall any great Stacey Keebler matches, but she was such a pivotal part of that ruthless aggression era with the Divas. And she was like one of the poster girls. And it's just so nice that she's a happy story. Mm -hmm. You God, you need happy stories. And that's something I'm going to repeat all night for both shows. You need (laughs) happy stories. And like Stacy, full disclosure, I was still hosting a podcast, but I had it, that on on one screen, and it just it, it was very it was very touching, you know. Yeah, it was a great speech that I think that if anybody missed that, that you should check out all of that. I mean, that that whole segment I thought was a really great one, and they did a great job of putting over the idea. Like they weren't, you know, tooting their own horns in a way that seemed kind of unnecessary or that it was like you know sometimes people in any kind of thing it's not just the WWE Hall of Fame but in any kind of scenario it's always like everybody was the best ever at everything yeah it was like no like they talked about the things that like oh she's this great person like she really immediately stood out as having this charisma and she was this great on-screen character and all this stuff and they weren't sitting there going like man you couldn't find a better in-ring worker than Stacy or something because that wasn't her part in the company and for the people that are always like you know what did you do in the ring it's not always about just the in-ring product that's why you get people like a, a stone cold steve austin or uh, the rock or anything like they're larger than life characters that translate in that way and stacy is definitely one of those so very well deserved very great speech um of course, like Stacy looked fantastic for anybody that's wondering about that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah Stacy's a beautiful woman who really came at a time where she probably could have had her pick in the entertainment industry. Yeah, but, pretty much. I mean, she clearly kind of already did for her to be like at 18, she becomes a, a cheerleader, and then immediately just is like, Yeah, I'm going to try out this WCW well, thing. She and then linked to George Clooney for like a while. A little bit. I mean, I don't yeah, know how long, like, but yeah. Like, my my point is that Stacey seems very grounded, and I, I love to know that she's just living a healthy life. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah. just happy with her kids and her husband, and, yeah, and there's no, like, man. darkness that they need to hide behind, you know, and that's some other people. And I love that, and I, I like, good, I want more of that. Thank yeah. you. Like, you need good stories. <laughs> good things are good. We haven't said it in a while. Yeah, but there's your reminder. Good things are in fact still good. Yeah, so that was great. Uh, one of the stupid little notes that I have down, uh, I wrote down some notes about just like people wearing certain things, like uh, Carmella's outfit and everything. But I wrote down um, Montez Ford and Byron Saxton wearing the same suit, and then them picking on Dawkins for not completing the trifecta. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. What, what are you doing, Dawkins? What's yeah, up? he's like, I got a green tie. <laughs> like, as if that's the same thing. <laughs> And I really, I thought it was funny as hell. Um, 
Maria Menounos did uh, her like trademark laugh, and Byron just kind of looks shocked, and he's like, "That laugh, I, I, I can't." <laughs> <laughs> that was just a funny moment. Um, we had the Andy Kaufman induction, which Jerry Lawler was not able to do in person, but all things considered, with the stroke that he had recently had, he still was able to do a pre-recorded yeah, thing are, which is like absolutely going to talk about jerry lawler man that's fucking this great dude had a stroke and like, people were like like weeks ago pray. at this point right like and people were like please pray for him oh my god this dude talked if i didn't know i wouldn't have known yeah i would have thought like oh maybe he like got covid and that's why they didn't want him around the people or something i like fucking jerry lawler's awesome so he did a quick little pre-recorded video package thing introducing jimmy hart who of course has the energy of me from 25 years ago (laughs) and he's 80 he's gonna be 80 it's insane those fucking baked potatoes and baked beans there must be something in them i don't know he's like laced on them with lsd or something because he's always just got like he's got so much energy to him let me tell you something baby like just kind of going along there he didn't bring out the megaphone Uh, i guess i want to be jimmy hart yeah, you want to be Jimmy Hart when you grow up. <laughs> Full disclosure, I really want to be Jimmy Hart. <laughs> so he told some stories and whatever, and um, there was a, a moment here that he he got me unintentionally. It was something he said. Now I wanted to introduce a family that is going to a- accept the award on behalf of Andy Kaufman. Please welcome the Kaufman family. And I was like, oh, is this going to be a Tony Clifton thing? Like, we're going to introduce a family. It's the Clifton family. And then, you know, I don't know, Paul Giamatti comes out or something. It's Andy Clifton. <laughs> uh, it was just Andy Kaufman's family. Of course, it's good to be able to have family members come in and accept those posthumous deductions. But um, Andy, the thing with Andy is, I think he passed like 10 years before I was born. Yeah, it's been a while. So his legacy is that long reaching. And it's it's just beautiful. It's Andy Kaufman is sports entertainment personified and just thumbs up, man. I, I, if you can't tell, I really enjoyed this year's Hall of Fame. I thought it was succinct, except for one person who should be allowed to go along because he's the headliner. <laughs> and I, I just thumbs up. We still we might do something based off Man on the Moon. I don't know if it's going to be like a dark cast or if we're going to do like fan tracks for Fanboys Anonymous, but... With the Andy Kaufman being back into the mix right now, people talking about it, maybe next week or the week after, we might end up like doing a watch along. I don't know. I'd like to revisit that movie again. It's been a little while since I've seen it. Was it you or was it Callum that had said they hadn't seen it before? It was definitely Callum. I've seen that movie a lot. Okay. I li- yeah. So I like Andy Kaufman. I'll try I to like, get. Uh, I like Jimmy Hart. I like Memphis. I've been doing a lot of like Memphis deep dive stuff. I just it's great territory for wrestling. Good things are good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my mood tonight, which is wonderful because I was in the exact opposite mood the entirety of the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think following that was a great mood, right? That was great. Uh, Ric Flair comes out. Of course, Ric Flair's speech is mostly about Ric Flair. Hold that's on, no, no, no. Ric Flair had the line of the night because, first of all, he's like, yeah, let me tell you, when I went to Japan, and Saruta threw me around and this one and that one and the Japanese guys they're all badass and Asuka too Asuka's a badass I have to keep the female gender alive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like oh come on Rick like, <laughs> and I just died because we know what he means right but like dude you don't you said the quiet part out loud <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he uh, he gave a shout out to Oscar, but the way that he did it was just kind of like you kind of fumbled the ball a little bit there. Um, I have to keep the female gender alive, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> but he was kind of funny. He eventually was like, you know, I, I want to make sure that Hunter doesn't come out to tell me to wrap it up. How embarrassing! What's that? <laughs> um, Muda comes out. He says that he doesn't really speak English all that well, but he wants to thank everybody. He does the. The thank you, spit thank the you. mist. Spit the mist. What a that's fucking great. Yep, like, just kind of in exactly and out. Exactly what you needed to do. Yep, did exactly what he needed, and that was cool. Uh, following that, we had the Warrior Award recipient, a recipient, recipient. That's a 
fucking word. <laughs> God, my brain is so fried already today. I swear. Uh, I'm gonna. We're, we're at exact opposite places in our lives because I'm wired right now. <laughs> I feel fantastic. Well, you know what? I am officially declaring it now. Recipient is an is a word, and uh, it's it's a thing. So here, you know, you just witnessed history. That's become a word now. But the recipient of this was Tim White, former referee, former many different positions within the backstage kind of roles of WWE and. As you know, stories have been told about him with Andre the Giant and all. He was inducted by the APA, which it was, of course, great to hear like Ron Simmons do the damn and everything. And they told a funny story about how often the bar, well, I'm forgetting the name of it. Um, the Friendly Tap. Friendly Tap. Uh, that the bar that he would own, Tim White, every time that he would need like a new wall or a new jukebox or something that he would get the writers to write in that somebody would have a brawl. So that way WWE could pay for the rest of them. Like, you know, that's great. I love, uh, I love stuff like that. Yeah. Why not? I mean, Hey, WWE is going to get something out of it and they can pay for it. And then, you know, it's a win-win. So I don't blame him for that whatsoever. That's a good little hustle. So it's a shame that Tim white couldn't be there, of course, to accept the induction, uh, because he had unfortunately passed away last year and his brothers came out uh, to accept it on his behalf. Again, always great to see people come out for the posthumous inductions instead of them just being like, unfortunately, there's nobody here for it. So let's just move on. You know, that kind of thing. It's also really cool. And this is something I haven't heard anybody else really talk about. It's cool to see the Warrior Award applicable to what originally it was supposed to be. Like the last, what was it, like the last two? Well, no, because there was Shad, but there, there's been a couple of them. Titus, like, I, Titus could probably uh, fit in some ways. And it's like Tim White and uh, Sue Aitchison. Like, just, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's what Warrior wanted. He wanted a thing to honor the people who, like, really helped the show along. Yeah, they're like and, the Tony Chimmel types that are like. And he should get it. He should definitely get that. You know, I mean, there, there's a handful of people like that for sure. And then I'm sure there's tons of people that we don't even know. Like, I would never have been able to tell you who Sue Aitchison was oh beforehand. Oh, God. Bruno. Uh, Harvey Yeah. Oh, for sure. But now to see, you know, referees and such, like, eventually I'm still hoping for, like, Jim Johnston to go in and for, I mean, eventually people like a John Cohn and whatnot. So getting Tim White um, in there. Very, very Kyoto cool. should absolutely Kyoto's one of those ring crew guys that was just there forever. Absolutely. Charles Robinson down the line. Little little niche. But yeah, I uh I thought that this was great. I thought that the stories for Tim White and all were were good and the the video package was good too and all. So that was another highlight. And then we ended everything off with Conan inducting Rey Mysterio. Conan telling some good stories as well. Cool to see him just be able to go out there, just be Conan, you know, like absolutely. He didn't seem like he felt like any kind of like, oh, you know, I, I got to like tone it down for whatever. Like, nah, he was just Conan. OK, yeah. And I really loved uh, Rey Mysterio coming out and Dominic <laughs> not standing. <laughs> and then eventually pretty soon into his induction, he gets up and walks out. I thought that was great. Uh, that was great. I loved Ray's speech. Absolutely loved Ray's speech, Tony. And it, like, if you look at it in a bubble and you go like, you know, like, yeah, you know, it went long or something. Undertaker's went long and all these other people's, they go long go and all, long. but it's like, Jim. it's a hall of fame. Long. Yeah. It's a hall of fame ceremony and you're the headliner for it. And this is your one chance to do it. If people don't want to sit there through the whole thing, then they could shut it off. You know? So fuck you. Like, I, I want them to just talk. As much as they want to talk. I mean, yeah, eventually if they would have been here for like six and a half, half hours, I would have been like, yeah, you know, maybe you don't need to mention everything. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't like Ray was sitting there going, you know, I want to thank my barber. I want to <laughs> go in there and there. But he told some really good through lines of everything from how he started when he was eight years old to eventually getting certified and then being booked by Conan. And then, of course, the trials and tribulations from ECW and WCW and then WWE and coming in through the way that he did and uh, you know shout outs to the people like batista and dean malenko and eddie and edge and so on a very good speech for somebody who as we've said for you know over and over and over again extremely well deserved 
Yeah, the story about Angie. Oh God, the story about Angie that was so good. Yeah, yeah I, we we weren't gonna leave this segment without talking about it. more people should be like Angie. That was such a beautiful thing, and you know I'm a sucker for a good love story. And seems like they got it, man. That's the fact that their children seem to fall in love with their high school sweethearts makes more sense when you hear that Ray. <laughs> And Angie were also the same way. And I think that that's fucking beautiful, man. Look, good things are good. Like, thumbs up for this Hall of Fame. Like, it really left me feeling great about wrestling. And you know what else I love? I love that Dean Malenko is there, despite the fact that he works for AEW. I love that Andrade, Aleister Black, Malachi Black, Buddy Murphy, they were all there because fuck tribalism. That's super cool that everybody got to be there. Yeah, it's not like that hurts anybody whatsoever. Unless it's just like her feelings so then get the fuck over it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It was interesting yeah. seeing Dominic next to Rhea next to Buddy. Buddy Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it's almost like he's gonna look over and be like, You better not put your hand on her or something, you know, like <laughs> I loved it. I love this Hall of Fame. Yeah, short, so to the point. I don't know about necessarily short. <laughs> it started at 10, ended up... Uh, One person went long, and it was Ray, yeah. and he deserved to. But, I mean, like I said, I'm the type of person that, you know, you give me the, the extended cut of a movie that I like, I'm going to watch the extended cut every time and stuff. So, um, I was not about to miss the Hall of Fame to just focus 100% on the ROH Supercard of Honor thing. But during the night, I mean, we had to kind of juggle things back and forth because they decided that ROH needed to go on at the same time as everything else like that. So wrapping things up with the hall of fame, any other thoughts that, uh, you want to get into before we bounce back to ROH? Great, great show. I don't love this format as opposed to the old format. I do like the old arena setup. Yeah. I feel like it's cooler for them, but you know what? A beautiful show. Yay. All right, so let's get into the ROH Supercard of Honor stuff and start talking about the pay-per-view that I devoted anywhere between 10 to 100% of my attention to at the various times because, of course, I was watching SmackDown at the same time and then a Hall of Fame at the same time and everything, so I did miss some stuff here and there, but again, my big issue with this whole planning was it took until 6.05 for them to go, oh, yeah, by the way, the 7 o'clock is the start of the pre-show. And I was just like, God, man, you know, you It was shouldn't. earlier than that. It was like, I it didn't, was like 2 p.m. On the, uh, I was looking for the YouTube stream. On the YouTube? Oh, yeah. Okay, and the YouTube different. stream didn't pop up until 6.05 for me. So I was just like, you know, it's 5.50. And I'm like, is it starting at 6 or what? Like, there's, I'm like, how do I have my post show up but they don't have it on either of those two channels so i really think next year you guys gotta stop it like just stop getting people to have to pick between them but nevertheless let's talk about what happened anyway because the zero hour was at least from seven to eight and i didn't have to 100 split my time i was kind of uh dealing with dinner and stuff a, a good portion of it too so chicken parm would you kinda, have for dinner thank you thank you had, yeah <laughs> had some some chicken parm that my wife made and uh some leftover pasta of like some tortellini and some other pox that we kind of mixed in together so in a blush I love, sauce love me some chicken parm Kick her wrong. so um we started off with uh, one of those matches that was kind of just like hey here's an extra match and another one and another one and another one you get a match and you get a match it was Jeff Cobb against Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. I have no idea who You've that never was. Heard of him, have you? Because you you've emphasized the hot sauce to me twice. Yes, because I, I like what <laughs> I had seen this thing. I was just like, by the way, here's the a pre-show match, and I looked at the thing and I'm like, well, I know Jeff Cobb, but who is this Hot Sauce Tracy Williams? And I can Would tell you, help? at the end of this match, who is this Hot Sauce Tracy Williams? Because I did not watch this match mostly. <laughs> First of all, would you put hot sauce on corn on the cup? No, I would not. Okay. Second of all. I'm a uh, salt, pepper, butter type of corn on the cob guy. I, I like it. Um, <laughs> I could see some judgment in your voice. <laughs> yeah. 
I was going to go off on a tangent, but I think it's, it's already what I am. <laughs> no, and now you got to say because now you're building it up. Well, no, because I was just going to say, you can tell he's white, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can tell that I am. <laughs> but, but, um, Painfully white. Yeah, yeah, fine. Uh, Tracy Williams is just a guy who was big in Ring of Honor on their final run under Sinclair. He'll probably get a contract with specifically Ring of Honor. He'll probably float around. Uh, Jeff Cobb, I wish, was stateside more. But uh, he's in Japan. It's great. Uh, it was a match. <laughs> that it was. Can't Brother, tell you anything that happened. Listen, I can tell you a little bit more about the fact that Willie Mack wore some Razor Ramon-inspired trunks for his match that I'm already forgetting who he faced. Kanosuke Takeshita. Kanosuke Takeshita. That's an embarrassment because I love Takeshita. That's just great. <laughs> I did see okay. much more of that match, and I thought that, that was a pretty good showing for Willie Mack because I could just kind of assumed that it was going to be 100% Takeshita. So that was... Yeah, uh, Willie Mack is a great guy. Like he's He's had an AEW come around 10 years ago. I think he would have been a big star. Hmm. Well, I gave a thumbs up to that one. I gave a thumbs up to what I had seen the majority here and there of Willow Nightingale against Miranda Alize. Is that how you pronounce it? Alize, yes. Alize. I thought it was Elise for the longest time. Again, how white am I? But the the match itself seemed, you know, pretty good. Uh, I liked the ending of it with Willow's pounce and pretty emphatic powerbomb. I like that they yelled, oh my God, we're terrible people. Nigel McGinnis started the show. Yeah, Nigel is back on commentary. Nigel, that's probably the biggest news from the Zero Hour. No, that's cool definitely the biggest news, yeah. Um, yeah, Nigel McGuinness. Um, I love the pounce. The reason I brought up Nigel was because Caprice and Ian did the whole the pounce that Marcus Corvon, my round, used to do. And Nigel just goes, you guys have done that before, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very much like uh, in this case, I'd be Ian because Ian's the happy-go-lucky guy. You'd be Caprice, and there's Callum, just as you know, professional as ever, just going. You guys are nerds. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that made me chuckle. I love Will Nightingale. Yeah, that's no secret. If you've ever listened to me talk, she's awesome. Yeah, Miranda, um, the more and more that I see of her, the more that I like her. Miranda, I feel bad for because she got a contract with Ring of Honor before they. Shut down. I hope that she gets a contract with them now. She's probably signed to some sort of deal. She seems like she would be the type that would pop up here and there. But then they also had Stu Grayson against Slim J. I didn't really watch almost anything of this. Yay cause... for Stu Grayson wrestling, am I right? Like, Yeah, other than that, I mean... Uh... He wasn't hired a couple weeks ago. Like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Slim J, I guess his gimmick is he wears expensive undershirts and keeps ripping them gimmick is that he saw Malibu's Most Wanted <laughs> and was just like <laughs> do, you, do you understand that? Is that good enough? To- <laughs> yeah, I mean that, 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 that sums it up, right? <laughs> yeah, look I like this J <laughs> Does this J for Jamie? Is that it? Yes God, when did that movie come out? That had to be like 2002 maybe 2001 we're talking uh, early 2000s there, there's maybe no way that that latest. there's no way that reaches like 05 no <laughs> let me look at that Man, up real quick let me, uh, good, match. good match i i enjoy um, 2003 yes yeah I, I'm, I'm good <laughs> comes to mid 2000s i'm a little on the ball um <laughs> fun i like that Stu grayson is wrestling. Am I right? I mean, I like Stu Grayson, so yeah. But I also look at this match and I go, yeah, why did this have to go on a pay-per-view? Why couldn't this have just been on the ROH television show? Uh, I, I don't day, think... Kids. Content. I don't think that ROH Supercard of Honor needs to have almost as many matches as the combined two nights of WrestleMania. But then it wouldn't be a Supercard. It would be perfectly fine. It should be a super card for having super matches, which for the most part it did. We'll talk about some of those here and there. Well, this fucking show is great. <laughs> like, this show is a lot of fun. 
I, again, as I said before, there are some parts that are blind spots to me that I was not able to check out 100%, but we started things off with the AAA Mega Championship match. I still don't know how you're supposed to pronounce his name. Elijo del Vikingo. I've heard Vikingo. I've heard Vikingo. I've heard Vikingo. I've it's, heard every single possibility. How much of an accent do you want to have? How wide are you? It's it's Vikingo. It's, it's what it is. The old uh, Viking. Uh, <laughs> Viking. Oh, Viking, oh. essentially. Oh, and Thomas Dunn uh, in the chat here reminding us that we forgot to mention Dutch and Vincent turning up on the uh, yeah. zero hour. Yeah, that's cool. So Good they had a stare that. down with Evaluno and Stu Grayson, otherwise known as Spooky Bitches and Spooky Bitches. You know, I like it. Let's, let's, well, that's, let's that's I guess that'll be a third name for them because we also went with uh, Uno and Stuno and we went with Evil and Stevel. <laughs> So. Uno and Stuno is one of the best things you've ever said. <laughs> Uno and Stuno is the recipient of the best thing for this. <laughs> so after the Uno and Stuno and Dutch and Vincent segment, we had the uh, commander coming up short for the AAA Mega Championship. I did see about like 75, 80% of this match and everything I saw was fucking great. Yes, sir. Uh, this was Vikingo, it's fitting on a night that Rey Mysterio gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. That this match is so reminiscent of the matches that put Rey Mysterio on the map on the grand stage. Good man, this is really good. Just a straight up good wrestling match with two people that know what they're doing, flipping around. They had a great spot, Commander running along the ropes and then transitioning that into a springboard. It was like one of my favorite parts of the entire night. Definitely at this point, I'm like, all right, yeah, you sold me. Uh, I've seen now three matches and, from Commander, and I think the two matches or three from uh, Vikingo. And I'm just like, yeah, all right, they are fun as hell to watch. Yep. They should be hired. They gotta, gotta be picked up by, if not AEW, I'm sure WWE's like, hey, come on, man. <laughs> you know, one of those um, two, I want to see them on for sure. Absolutely. I love this match. We'll be going back to watch it so I can watch it more intently. I was also just trying to dual screen things and do things. It's so hard, guys. It's like if we miss any beats, it's not because we didn't love everything. It's just this shit's ridiculous with the scheduling. And we aren't going to bother to do a breakdown of SmackDown, but I guess we should just toss about uh, a couple things real quick about it now because really nothing happened for the most part. It was. Typical, you know, hey, here's a promo about Mania, that kind of thing. But we do have an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner, Bobby Lashley. Gee, I wonder. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to make a snarky comment about how he's the only one that got an entrance. Bronson <laughs> Reed had a fucking great showing. Yay. Bronson Strowman got an entrance. It was during the commercial. That doesn't count. Uh, yeah, they, they came back from commercial and gave him an entrance. <laughs> uh, whatever. He was one of the final three. I yeah. Mean, like, what I'm saying is. He was the only one with a featured one, yeah. Everybody else got nothing. So that's a little annoying, but like, yeah, this was a fun battle royal. I had fun watching it, yeah. I thought that a lot of people had some good little, I mean, you got 30 people in the ring, so everybody only has a moment, but some good moments there with like Dexter Loomis standing in the corner doing absolutely nothing, and multiple people would come up to him and just basically look at him and then move away and, uh, I think it was Braun. Uh, it was either Braun or it was Luke Allows. I don't remember which one for sure. But one of them looked at him. They did like a head tilt. And then they just went like, ah, <laughs> moved on. But Bronson Reed looked strong in there. There was some good stuff with LA Knight. You know, Karrion Cross had a moment here and there. Um, LA Knight is over, bro. He's so fucking over. They got to push him. Like, they can't be ignoring this much longer. Yeah. Really hoping you know, that they have something for him tomorrow or the next and night. And they got to push him because, let me tell you something. That ain't gonna last. Right. So push him now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And nothing happened with Bray Wyatt. So our ideas of the whole, like, maybe somebody wins by uh, Wyatt distracting Lashley and they set something up, or maybe Wyatt attacks Lashley after, or Uncle Howdy comes out. Nothing at all. So kind of seems like they nothing said, hey, yeah, nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. It seems like they just kind of went, look, whatever's happening with this thing, we're cutting it from the mania card and as compensation we're Bobby giving Lashley's you still gonna DeAndre. wrestle you still think so he's, no because they're still making content about it oh did they still do saying, something I'm on free saturday and sunday somebody step up when did he say that 
digital exclusive. Ah, okay. So yeah, you caught uh, caught that when I didn't see that. No, I mean, maybe we get something out of that, but that happened uh, somewhere around this. I forget exactly when it had happened, but that uh, next match that happened on ROH Supercard of Honor was the Embassy successfully defending the ROH World Six Man Tag Team Championship against AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Graham Metalik. Or I shouldn't say Graham Metalik; he's just Metalik. I did not pay almost any attention to this match. It just wasn't a match that I was really all that interested in. I only wanted to know who won and I was still eating at the time. So I was like, let me finish my dinner. And then the next thing I knew, Brian cage won. I was like, Oh, okay. I guess maybe he might resign his contract. Close enough attention, but did they have new belts? I didn't notice because I noticed that Samoa Joe didn't. The only two that I don't think have new belts yet are the six mans and the uh, television. Television, yes. I didn't notice about the women's. Women's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have new <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know why we're laughing, go back to the Review to a Kill series on the uh, Fanboy Synonymous channel to understand why the women is the thing. <laughs> it's not a Ric Flair comment. <laughs> I'm having a good time tonight. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this uh, was, it seemed like it was kind of straightforward. Uh, trios and factions. I do want to talk about this from SmackDown. The Latino World Order. What do you think, Tony? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I like that. LWO, man. Cool. I popped big. Like, that's fucking cool. That's the last thing I expected them to resurrect in WCW. <laughs> I like that. That's kind of unofficially or maybe even officially going to be the stable name now is like yeah no it is he was like from the here on we're the latino world order and it's like all right well i, I switched the tag team list on smartout.com uh, it's like all right latino world order ray mysterio and legato del fantasma and uh that's just i don't know latino world order is one that is one of those funny things from back in the day that when it first happened i remember thinking Wait a minute, are we just gonna have like we got the wolf pack, we got the LWO, we got the BWO, we got you know, interview black and white and whatever, and we got and I'm like, can we just get like WCW at some point? Are we gonna get the WCW world order and you know, this and that? But the LWO is fun and I think that this is fucking awesome. Yes, sir. I love it. So definitely want to see them pop up tomorrow night as uh as an offsetting for Damian Priest. And, and I such. mentioned this on the Fightful SmackDown post-show podcast. Please go back and watch. Uh, all the support would be appreciated. Um, Bad Bunny is going to wear an LWO shirt, and it's going to become the highest-selling shirt in WWE history. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. they're going to sell a fuck ton of those. I was going to say a butt ton. I don't know if you can... like, what's the What's the measurement between a butt ton and a fuck ton and a shit ton? I was assumed a fuck ton is a lot. It all depends on the size of the people involved, doesn't it? I guess so. (laughs) My mind, butt ton, and then shit ton, and then fuck ton. But if you got a different debate, drop a comment below. Well, I'd say comment instead of drop a deuce or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, the embassy retained, and the big story for me is that this seems like it could be a sign that Brian Cage retains his contract. And... You know, him Haynes getting but resigns, but it's okay. Your brain's fried. It's okay. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he can retain his contract. They can roll it over. I don't know, but yeah, I think that this probably is a sign that he is going to stick around. What about you? Yeah, probably, but we'll see. You know, there's there's other trios, man. Well, well, we'll get to top flight in Air Fox later, but that's probably not the option. We're oh, that's, uh, it's not seeming like it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, let's see. Athena was next against Yuka Sakazaki for the ROH Women's I World like Championship. The redesign of the women's title. You don't like these new belts. I know you don't. I like the uniform look. I like that he's just going with the the platinum. I'm gonna call it platinum. Maybe it's just silver. Whatever. I like that he's just going with his uniform look. Athena kicks ass. You're probably still not down with it. I, I still it. don't quite know like what she is doing and that's part of me is just because i'm not watching the roh television show so i don't know her current character but i had said this in the awn uh, post that i had put up i've never quite known what her character has been whether she was ember moon and she was doing like a 
a werewolf I, thing for a little bit. I played Dungeons and Dragons is her character. It kind of seems like that's it. Like you're like a voodoo priestess. You're one of the alt chicks. You're all her these sorts of is, like. I want to do cool things because I play Dungeons and Dragons. And yeah. I'm not knocking it either. I love it. I think Ember Moon. I think Athena. I thought Ember Moon was fucking great. I probably pissed you guys off when I came on the podcast in the early days because I was like. This chick should be champion, and I still think this chick should be champion. She, <laughs> having the run she's having, she should have fucking beat Jade. It's great. These matches should be on dynamite. It's it's good time. And Yuka Sakazaki still has the, the most fun name in the industry, and I like watching her wrestle. There's Yuka Sakazaki and Kanotsuke Takeshita. I love saying both of those. And Ian Rikabani. <laughs> That's another one that I like saying really fast. Um, and then, obviously, it's not a name of a person, but Jujigatami is definitely the best name of a move. But yeah, I didn't see too, too much of this. What I had seen seemed pretty good from what I you know, was able to check out here and there. But again, SmackDown at the same time, my attention is getting diverted a little bit here and there. So the stomping on the doll thing, I, I didn't get it at first. I was asking you guys afterward, like, you know, is that a part of her character the now? Girl. She's the magic girl. And she said, I'm going to do my own magic and make you disappear. She took a doll that slightly resembles what she would wear and stomped on it. Depth. Character depth. Depth. So right now, as far as predicting championships and all, I forgot to mention this for the embassy. Um, you said that, you know, maybe there's some uh, there's trios. Be like trios. Like, um, aren't all of the Lucha House Party free? Yeah, I think so. Let him have true. Bring them out our six fan tag team. Yeah, the Kingdom and Adam Cole. Well, Adam Cole's probably going to be busy on AEW TV. Yeah, I mean, like, his feud with Chris Jericho and such. Yes. Um, ah, look, I don't know, but there, there's a lot of baby faces that you can stick together in a trio and make it work. Um, I got I really nothing as far as predictions on that front. I'm like, I was really banking on Air Force and stuff. Yeah, and that might have been the plan for all we know. Um, as far as Athena, I still just keep going back to Willow. Trinity Star Naomi was backstage at Ring of Honor site, and really, Athena says she wants to work. Trinity, really, Naomi trademarked the name Trinity Star. I don't think we ever got to talk about that. Naomi trademarked the name Trinity Star for uh, huh. wrestling purposes. Would not be against Naomi. Running Ring of Honor just to have a fun run in wrestling. Maybe she just wants to have fun. You know, you know I wouldn't be opposed to it either. She knows what she's doing. She's a name. Um, not the same not name, her, but, you know. I'd still love to see Willow get it. And if not her, I think I'd said this. I think Billy Starks can be worked towards a championship. I think there's plenty of women. Trisha Dora should be signed and start to be get pushed. Sky Blue is kind of doing a thing currently, but she should focus more on the Ring of Honor side at some point. It's, it's, um, they're in good hands. After that was the ROH World Television Championship match, Smojo successfully retaining over Mark Briscoe. Which we, we were, all were just like, oh, Briscoe's winning that. I mean, come on. We were having a different conversation entirely in our private chat. And then we just all go, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's just completely unrelated to the match. And then, holy shit, someone was retained. And he wins by submission through referee stoppage, which even more so than like getting a quick pin or something. I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I like this. I don't think you needed it, but it's okay. Uh, Mark Briscoe, Tony Khan did a post-show media scrum. I don't know too much of the details. I know a few things like um, the the comment made by Athena about Trinity, and I know that Mark Briscoe said something to the effect of, listen, Jay is in a much better place than I am. Yeah, I just got to wrestle Samoa Joe, but he's up there wrestling Eddie Guerrero. And I still think that like I've never seen anyone handle death as beautifully and 
seemingly at peace as Mark Briscoe has handled this. Yeah, it's not at all what I would be doing in his shoes. Dude, my hat's off to him, man. He's he's a, seems like a great dude. I don't know why they had Joe beat him. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, the only thing I can think of is maybe they're going to eventually put the world title on Briscoe, which we'll come back to in a little bit. But now I'm like, who the hell is going to beat Joe? Eddie Kingston. I listen. Oops. Spoiler. At this point, <laughs> if you didn't fucking have either one of them win, just swap the results. Like Mark Briscoe, world champion, Eddie Kingston, and Samoa Joe can have a fun feud. I'm also just surprised about that. You know, fuck it. Let's talk about the ladder match last. I'm also surprised about the fact that Eddie Kingston didn't win the world championship. What the fuck? Yeah, I was really shocked about that, too. And both, by the way, uh, the Samojo match and the Claudio match, both really good matches. Great matches. I'm, like, waiting. I'm doing the podcast on one screen. I have... Tony was kind enough to be watching Ring of Honor together. I have that in a little corner on the on the bottom of my screen. I'm like, wait, what? Did I just see... Like, it, it absolutely did not compete. And I don't know what they're going for. But you know what? I'm going to be dead honest. It kind of was a shitty reminder this weekend that the hero doesn't always go over. And I'm like, oh, God, please don't be a sign of things to come. Yeah, like, don't apply this to Roman and Cody. Oh, my God. No, please don't apply this to Roman and Cody. (laughs) Oh, also, major shout out. Vladimir was in the crowd. Hell, yeah. I love that I was like, oh, fuck, Vladimir. That's great. Still want to see that documentary, goddammit. Yeah, fucking release the documentary. It's like, you don't need to hide behind this like Warner Brothers is hiding behind uh, Batgirl and you're claiming that it's a write-off and all. Like, just <laughs> put it out there. Let me see the Vladimir documentary. But yeah, the Samoa Joe thing, surprise. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Daniel Garcia. That seemed like a pretty good match. I didn't get to see a good portion of it. But I'm a fan of Tanahashi winning. I think it makes more sense. Let them do some AEW matches. Yeah. Like, put, them, put them in there with with Jericho. Let them have a match against, you know, uh, who, who's like a... God, did, wrestle MJF. Tanahashi against Jungle Boy? Like, fucking let them wrestle MJF. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, have fun with it. Put them against I'm, Darby. I'm, put them against... Oh, my God. Is Hirsch Tanahashi against Sammy Guevara? It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And Daniel Garcia is great, so you put him against anybody else that's like that then that's going to continue the same trend. Obviously, if you put Tanahashi against certain people, you're going to want to try to put that on like pay-per-views and such. So I get it if they don't necessarily do that, but this was cool. Absolutely. And we had the reach for the sky ladder match for the vacated titles, which had some really good spots in it, but it also had some moments that I did not like two of them that I noticed being exactly the same thing. I don't know what it was going on with this uh, scenario, but twice Aussie open had Mark Davis holding the ladder for Kyle Fletcher. And the two of them had their timing off so badly that they were just like waiting for people to do something. And Fletcher was not going out of his way to do what people normally do in this scenario where they usually are like, Oh, you know, let me pretend like I can't climb up fast enough or that like my footing is kind of messed up and that's why I got to like look down and I can't just reach and whatever. He basically walked right up to the titles and then just didn't reach for a good couple seconds while Mark Davis both times just watched somebody walk over and attack the ladder instead of doing something. And I was like, that's at one time of doing that already looks bad, but to do it again a few minutes later, is just like, guys, come on, man. Top flight had no issue doing that. Dante Barton, a moment later from the first one of these, gets up and then he's like, oh, you know, let me try to get my footing, whatever, waits for the person to be able to come in and so much better off. So that immediately just made me go, hey, you know, I don't know much about Aussie Open, but seeing them in this match, I'm like, uh, I'm not as big of a fan anymore. Um, That's maybe a harsh thing. Maybe they have some great, great matches and all, but I haven't seen much of them, so... 
hey, look, you're only as good as your first impression in a lot of ways. And this was definitely not a great one in my mind. But we had some good stuff here and there. One of the worst things we had though for this entire night. We're not going to be seeing Dante Martin for a while. Yeah. He had this spot with Penta crashing through a table. And Dante Martin's ankle kind of pulled a Sid. <laughs> like that looked like that bent in the opposite direction and just became yeah. loose. Yeah, I I um so I only saw the spot that right. I was still recording. I saw the spot and I was like, oh that was fucking crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing people go, oh Dante, oh Dante. And I saw this clip on Twitter. I like was audibly freaking when I saw his foot go full Sid and just fucking invert. I was like, oh, oh, it did not look good, boys and girls. And thoughts and prayers and good vibes and whatever you believe in to Dante Martin. Uh, those kids. Callum said it really uh, nicely. He's like, man, top flight is cursed. And I think they're, they're a good example Hey, let's slow down. And I know that's like the the weird thing to say when you're in a previous spot wrestling. I love spot wrestling. It's just, I don't want to see y'all get hurt. Like, please. Oh, God, it was such a gnarly injury. Um, now, there is not any information yet about what exactly. He went, he went to the hospital, which you would assume. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming a broken ankle. I'm assuming he's going to be out for many, many months. But I didn't come across anything that said, like, you know, here's like an official this happened and that happened and that happened. You know, he tore this and he whatever, you know, I'm sure that there is probably more than one injury that happened there. But yeah, uh, that uh, that's not great um, <laughs> by any means. Yeah, I can't. I still can't seem to see any true. Setup yeah, no, for this. Uh, Tony says that. Uh, Dante was taken to the hospital and he suspects he'll be out of action for some time, which is a fair uh, suspicion to have when you see what his foot did. Yeah, so that sucks. But the match itself, other than that, was a lot of fun. And the ultimate winners ended up being the Lucha Bros. I am not a fan of this move. The more I thought about it, the more I'm like, no. No crossover. Like, stop. Like, I want to see these shows be separate shows. You know, Eddie Kingston did the right thing by just going full ROH. I think Athena, for all intents and purposes, is basically full ROH. I really want to see... I want to see what we can do if they're separate. You know what I mean? Like, we've never seen this in wrestling, where somebody buys a promotion or a territory and runs them... Separately, like WWE never ran WCW. They just created a Raw and SmackDown. I want to see these companies be separate. I don't think you're ever going to get that, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Listen, there's a lot of things I want that I'm never going to get. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lucha Bros, at least they are an established team. They can check this off their list. As being like, you know, another title reign for another company and all. They probably have won it beforehand too, but, you know, jacking up their numbers for that. So I don't blame them for it. Obviously, I thought that Top Flight could have potentially won this, but that wouldn't have been the case anyway. Certainly couldn't have been the case after what happened to uh, to Dante Martin. I thought the Kingdom had a shot for a minute. Because, like, Riccoboni hyped them up as sentimental favorites and Ring of Honor originals, and they were really close. Mm-hmm. For a minute, and I thought, oh, sure, are they just gonna get to the kingdom. Um, I'm sour about it now. I'll probably change my tune once the matches start kicking off on Dynamite, and they're great, I'm sure. But like, I just with another hour of TV coming to Saturday nights that's AEW branded, I just like them to be a, a separate entity. That's all. Hashtag urge to merge. <laughs> you don't need as much. I did not see much of Wheeler Yuta losing the RH Pure Championship to Katsuyori Shibata. I 
said before that I wasn't really all that much into the pure rules matches to begin with. And then the hall of fame ceremony started. So I was paying more attention to that, but out of my peripheral vision, it looked like the, exactly the type of match that I was expecting to have been where it's it, strikes and holds and a lot of stuff that I would have forgotten by the end of it anyway. As and, Callum said, it was kind of a squash. And I told you. Very shocked about I mean, there were a couple, obviously, big surprises here that I just didn't see coming. And I almost predicted every uh, world title match wrong. <laughs> but this this one, I had a feeling. I was like, Callum kind of convinced me when he was like, oh, well, he's going to really be around. But, like, if you got Shibata. And Shibata flat out said, like, yeah, well, now that I have this, I'm one step closer to Danielson. And I'm like, yeah, look. I will never complain about Katsuyori Shibata against Brian Danielson. They both retired for a very long time for head injuries, and the fact that they're wrestling at all is a miracle. And I want to see them wrestle. So who do you think is going to beat Shibata? Since he's the only person he called out, probably Brian Danielson. <laughs> Just uh, switch him over to the pure title. Danielson had said so many times that he didn't really want to have any championships, but maybe for something like ROH at the pure title, maybe it's less of a commitment and just sort of like, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I could do that for a little bit. Going to be honest, if Danielson does win the ROH pure title, I'd like Nigel to come out of retirement. Just for one. Hmm. You know, like that was such a huge feud that I never got to, like, watch until the bulk of it was done. I'd like to see it with my own eyes. You know what I mean? I'd like to watch in real time. But, yeah, I think probably Danielson. Because, you know, there's Garcia. There was Moriarty. I don't know if Moriarty's at that level right now. Wouldn't be my mind. There's a few people, but I, I think, and maybe even Mox, quite frankly. Mox is a bit of a, hmm. of a he likes that blood sport style. So yeah, after that say. was the match we already talked about, Eddie Kingston coming up short for the ROH world title against Claudio Castagnoli. I still, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of think that maybe Kingston should have won this. Yeah, they did like some kind of tag team stare down with the BCC and yeah, Wheeler Yuter came out and both he and Claudio had uh, had Eddie Kingston kind of cornered. Then Shibata came out. And then after after the mix, Kingston got a microphone. He was like, "Oh, we got one minute left. I don't care. Fuck you, motherfucker. Whatever shit. <laughs> Call HR and find me. I don't care. Whatever. Oh, we're gonna leave. Never mind. Anyway, I'm not going anywhere. Fuck you, Claudio. I'm gonna kick your ass." Yeah, I think this was the night. I think they missed the ball. I think that they should have gone with Daniel Garcia being the one to beat Chris Jericho to begin with. And now that that passed by and now that the Seti Kingston thing passed by. I don't know what their big game plan is, but I don't know if I'm going to end up agreeing with it when push comes to shove. I think that these made sense. If it ends up yeah. just being like, yeah, you know, Claudio loses it to, I don't know, uh, Trent on <laughs> like um, an episode of AEW Dynamite or something, I'm going to be like, what? Really? You, didn't, you, know, you got some other options here you could have gone with. But overall, I mean, this was an event that I said I had my attention on SmackDown. I had my attention on Hall of Fame. I had my attention on Dinner. And I also had my attention just not on certain things that I wasn't the biggest fan of. And there are some disappointments that I had on here, but there are also some good matches. So my biggest thing, my biggest takeaway of the whole thing, do this on another night so I can fucking pay attention to it. <laughs> Amen. Like do this on Thursday and I should have, I would have watched the whole damn thing just the way that it was or do this next week. And I would have watched the entire yeah. thing from start to finish with full attention. So Stop cramming everything. They don't run Mania Week. Not that that matters, but because there's constant overlap. But, you know, follow that same plan for Ring of Honor. Because I really wanted to give my full attention to the show. And wasn't able to. Yeah. So, 
despite that being some of the downsides of what it was, I still think that overall it was a pretty good show. And I'm sure that there are many people that absolutely 100% loved 100% of this to each their own. You know, I, some things that I like that people don't like and vice versa. So it's not my favorite style, but I'm pretty sure that most people would walk away from this with a thumbs up. I'm still walking away with it. Up, I just would have had Mark Briscoe go over, and I would have had Eddie Kingsley go over, because I like happy, happy stories. <laughs> you gotta like have some happy him. endings. I, I just you gotta have some happy endings. You gotta have an opponent too. You yeah. do. You, you <laughs> gotta have an opponent. So I mean, the next one of these is going to be Death Before Dishonor coming up in a couple months. I'm assuming. I don't think we have a confirmed date for that yet. Juneish. Juneish. You know, like. The next one of these with the old crazy overlap is uh, Double or Nothing. So, That's, <laughs> that whole NXT thing. Check back on the hot tags for me to, for my opinion about how I hate that that's overlapping. But oh, I didn't know that you had covered that already. Yeah, I, I was just like, you know, quickly. this is ridiculous that that's happening. The announcement of that literally, like, short-circuited me. And I think, like, I just, like, lost all energy for a day and a half. Yeah. It was just like, ugh, again. <laughs> like, because, listen, I'm all down for competition. I'm down for a weekend full of shows. But, like, the direct head to head ain't necessary. Yeah, because you're just going to not watch some of the shows. Like, you just don't have time for it. Like, I'm not watching uh, Rampage. At this point, I've watched however many hours. Hmm? I don't know anyone that watched Rampage tonight. I don't know anybody that was even interested in watching Rampage, let alone like, uh, you know, I was going to, but I ended up not being able to. No, everybody that I know in the wrestling space, these are the opinions that I've I've seen. Either I'm not watching anything tonight. (laughs) I'm checking out the Hall of Fame and maybe SmackDown. There's been a few of like, oh, yeah. ROH is totally what I'm into. And then quite a bit more of that mania is happening this weekend, right? Like people, you know, it's the casuals of the casuals of the casuals. None of that stuff translates that way. We're talking the niche of the niche of the niche. (laughs) And when you get people that have to force between all these different things and they have to pick, suddenly people don't watch smackdown or suddenly they don't watch the hall of fame where they don't order the rh pay-per-view where they don't watch rampage where they don't watch any of them because it's overloaded so i think they should do it on another night and at this point with the way that it happened last year and the way that it happened this year if this ends up being another thing next year where rh has a show on the friday night that happens directly opposite of smackdown and hall of fame we're probably going to be in the same situation as this one where it's like, all right, look, I'm not going to hundred percent try to dedicate everything to that. I might not even watch the R weight show to begin with. Cause I do ultimately look at the Supercard show and I go, I don't know if it really was good enough for me to dedicate all that time and effort into. I liked a good portion of the matches, but I'm also the type of person that goes, you're going to need to give me more than just that. And when you're overloading me and I'm already busy and I'm already stressed out, sometimes you got to take your, uh, your mental health day. You know, I would have had more fun to be perfectly honest. If I would have just watched SmackDown in the hall of fame. I mean, the, the over saturation is a problem, but like, I don't want to hold it against those that are taking full advantage of this weekend. Um, Kudos to anybody who's able to have the amount to juggle back and forth and fully experience it all. I can multitask pretty damn well, but I found myself just being like, you know, kind of want to just walk into the other room right now. And I wish I could. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I'm excited. We got NXT and we got two nights of mania and listen until it's over and, and it disappoints. It's the most exciting night of the year. That is true. I am definitely still very excited to see what the next three events have to show. So, of course, coming up next is going to be the NXT Stand and Deliver Post show. We'll be doing the, uh, this live immediately following, not the time frame that happened after this ROH thing where we you know waited for the Hall of Fame to be done. 
we got the uh, NXT one happening, I'm assuming around like 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. And then, of course, when night one of WrestleMania, then, of course, night two of WrestleMania, when they happen, both immediately following that, we will have the pay-per-view point post shows as well. So bookmark this stuff. Make sure you have your email alerts set up. Have all the things that you should be doing with the subscribe button and the join button. Check out the Patreon. Go to Redbubble and Public for the merchandise. Hit the little thanks button if you want to toss a little spare change our way. And Why stay- wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to? You absolutely should. And if you are able to join us for the live chats for these, definitely do that. Take advantage of the super chats too while we're at it. But follow the Fanboys Anonymous content that you can check out all on fanboysanonymous.com. Check out the YouTube channel for that. Hit up the Patreon, Facebook, and Twitter, so on and so forth. Mentioning, of course, the Batman A Nighttime Story, my epic Batman tale that I'm going through as part of the Blueprint Project that you can find all on fanboysanonymous.com. Make sure you are also going to anthonymango.com and checking out the link tree and all that good stuff that you should be following over there. Yep. Go ahead and you check out Rob's me. stuff as well. You can follow me. Hi, I'm Rob. You should know me by now. <laughs> I am Rob. <laughs> that That's the mood we're in tonight. Um, good old recipient. Follow, follow me everywhere at Dude Police. I am the recipient of a lot of nice things. <laughs> I like to be the recipient of a lot of nice more things. You are known by ChatGBT. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was fun and scary, but um, yeah, follow me at Dude Felice everywhere. Follow Fightful. Fightful's fucking awesome. Like Sean Rossap works so fucking hard, and everybody works so hard there. And follow that great team. Follow WrestleZone. They're always working hard too. Guys, be good people. There are too many of us that have to work so hard this week. And just in general, even beyond WrestleMania, be a good person. <laughs> you know like oh, please we need more I of that said, in this world god's sakes <laughs> i said please so now you gotta do it uh yeah. it's 1 50 in the morning oh uh, we'll see you in 10 hours we love you <laughs> and I, i'll give it back to tony yeah. so drop your thoughts about the roh supercard of honor and the wb hall of fame tell us what you liked what you didn't like and anything else in between and we will see you tomorrow or you know in 10 plus hours for NXT stand and deliver adios for now everybody this has been another smart guy moment and we are being counted out